Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey there, welcome to The Tent. I'm your host, Scott Feldman, and it's time for yet another foray into the world of aquariums from a slightly different perspective. You know, it's some seven years into the adventure that is Tannin Aquatics. This is an adventure for me, anyway. The world of botanical method aquariums seems to be just exploding. I mean, you see it everywhere. There's more hobbyists creating these types of aquariums. There's more interest. There's more um, questions, more research being done, more vendors offering botanical materials, just more information, just more of everything. It's, it's no longer this mysterious little weird niche. And of course, there is lingering confusion and even misinformation, which is bound to happen when you have a lot of new people coming into the game and a lot of different mindsets coming into the game. It's the kind of stuff that can confuse any newcomer to our little sector. And it actually, quite honestly, prevents many people from succeeding with these types of aquariums. There's a surprisingly large amount of bad information out there on some of the most basic processes that we employ. Now, to this end, I think it's time for me to do another periodic review of some of the fundamentals of our practice and our processes. And let's start with one of the most basic ones, uh, the art and science of botanical preparation. Uh, you hear the words preparation required. You've heard us utter it again and again. Uh, you know, there's precautions you've seen us advise you to take. You see it in our packaging. You hear it discussed here on this podcast. You read about it in articles we publish. You hear it in my talks. Uh, and probably elsewhere. Yet there still appears to be some confusion as to what we mean exactly by preparation. Yeah, it's not a secret that before you throw those seed pods and leaves into your aquarium, you need to do some preparation. Why? Well, why are we talking about this again? Well, seriously, again, I still receive, and I'm not exaggerating, but between two to maybe four emails every single week from customers of ours and from people maybe that aren't customers asking what to do with the botanicals that they just got, whether they received them from us, from somebody else, or found them, or picked them up, or whatever. So it's obvious to me that some people just either aren't seeing this stuff, aren't hearing it, aren't reading our instructional cards, social media posts, etc., or just not getting advice from the people they purchased their leaves or whatever from. I mean, isn't eBay great? You know, what a, what a great resource for serious obvious, you know, tongue-in-cheek right there. Really? Yeah. I know it's starting to sound a bit repetitive. However, you know, with you know, this whole thing growing at such an exponential rate, uh, most, most of these people are enamored by the beautiful aesthetics of these things. And it's important, well, it's actually essential to revisit the processes and the function and the understanding again and again. And really because most of the, quite honestly, most of the new vendors in this space simply appropriate much of our information and use it to push their products. I've seen that happen quite a bit. Let's give at least, at least give those lazy ass motherfuckers something useful to share. And since they're not bothering to provide this information, you know, themselves, they're going to share something, share something useful to everybody, right? Okay, mini hate rant is over for now. So, Felman, you're really into boiling and steeping those botanicals, aren't you? Um, yeah, I am. That's my thing. 
And the question is always, why do you do that? Well, consider that boiling water is used as a method of making water potable by killing microbes that may be present. Most nasty microbes essentially check out at a temperature greater than, you know, 140 degrees Fahrenheit, which I think is 60 degrees centigrade. For a high percentage of microbes, if the water is maintained at 158 degrees Fahrenheit, that's 70 degrees centigrade, for about 10 minutes, many organisms are killed. But some are more resistant to heat and require one minute at the boiling point of water, which is 212 degrees Fahrenheit or 100 degrees centigrade. But for the most part, most of the nasty bacteria that we don't want in either our tanks or, for that matter, our stomachs or our bodies or whatever, are eliminated by this simple process. So wouldn't it make a lot of sense to boil or at least steep our botanicals before we dump them into our aquariums? Yeah, it really would. So 10 minutes of boiling is golden to assure a you know good kill, in my opinion. Of course, we boil for other reasons too, as we'll touch on in a little bit. Again, the most important reason that we boil the botanicals is to kill any possible microorganisms which might be present on them. You know, think about it, leaves and seed pods and all that stuff. They've been exposed to rain and dust and all sorts of things in the natural environment, which in the confines of the aquarium could introduce unwanted organisms and contribute to the degradation of water quality. Makes sense. And the surface textures and, you know, and the surfaces in general of many of the botanical items like leaves and seed pods are faceted and and textured and lend themselves very well to retaining dirt, soot, dust, and other atmospheric pollutants that, although quite likely harmless in the grand scheme of things, are really not stuff you want to start out with in your tank. So yeah, we give all of our botanicals a good rinse with fresh water, and then we boil them. Boiling also serves to soften botanicals, and this is important to do for a number of reasons. Well, the most obvious is that it helps saturate the tissues of the botanicals and makes them sink. I mean, who wants a bunch of floating seed pods and leaves in their aquarium? Well, don't tempt me here. I probably am a guy that would be interested in that. But the reality is it helps them sink. Um, if you remember your high school botany, and I actually do, leaves, for example, are surprisingly complex structures. They have multiple layers designed to reject pollutants, facilitate gas exchange, drive photosynthesis, and store sugars for the benefit of the plant on which they're found. So as such, it's important to get them to release some of the materials which might be bound up in the epidermis, the outer layers, of the leaf. As we get deeper into the structure of the leaf, we find the mesophyll, which is a layer of tissue in which much of the photosynthesis takes place. And a lot of stuff in there. We only use dried leaves typically in our botanical aquariums because these leaves from deciduous trees, which literally fall off the, you know, naturally fall off the trees in seasons of inclement weather, have lost most of their chlorophyll and sugars contained within the mesophyll or the leaf structures. And this is important because having these compounds present, as in, you know, living leaves, contributes excessively to the bioload of the aquarium when submerged. You don't want all those sugars and starches and proteins in the water. Personally, I feel that we have enough bioload going into our tanks, so why add to it by using freshly fallen leaves with their sugars and stuff really still intact, right, and present, right? I mean... It's definitely something worth experimenting with in controlled circumstances, but for most of us, botanical method aquarium geeks, naturally fallen dried leaves are the way to go. That's the standard here. Same with botanical items. The analogs to processes which occur in uh, wild aquatic habitats are really quite incredible, and it's part of the reason why, if left to do their thing, the botanical method aquariums run in such a stable manner. So when leaves are placed in water, they release some of the remaining solutes, which are substances which dissolve in liquids, you know, in this instance, sugars, carbohydrates, tannins, stuff like that. Um, they release this, these solutes 
in leaf tissues rather quickly. And interestingly enough, this leaching is known by science to be more of an artifact of lab work, or in our case, aquarium work, which utilizes dried leaves as opposed to fresh ones. That's kind of interesting right there, but it makes sense. The most important part of the process of utilizing botanicals and leaves in aquariums is analogous to the natural process of decomposition, which ecologists call the conditioning phase. And that's the the phase where microbial colonization on the leaf takes place. Bacteria start to consume some of the tissues of the leaf, at least softening it up a bit and making it more palatable to fungi. And fungi are super important. This is the most important part of the process, in my opinion. It's the main event. It's the part which we as botanical aquarists embrace because it leads to the development of a large population of organisms, which, in addition to processing and exporting nutrients, also serve as supplemental food for our fishes. The botanical material is broken down into various products utilized by a variety of other life forms. The particles are distributed throughout the aquarium by currents and available for consumption by a variety of organisms which comprise, wait for it, aquatic food webs, which, yeah, to some extent, occur in our aquariums. Now, there's six primary breakdown products that are considered in the decomposition process, bacterial, fungal, and shredder biomass, dissolved organic matter, fine particulate organic matter, and inorganic mineralization products like carbon dioxide, ammonia, phosphate, etc. Again, you don't necessarily need to know that stuff, but this is exactly what happens in nature. And it's why we prepare our botanicals, because prepared botanical materials literally kickstart the ecology of the aquarium. Now, an interesting fact, in tropical streams, a high decomposition rate, in other words, things that decompose quickly, has been related to, wait for it, high fungal activity. So those little fungal growths that we alternatively, you know, alternatively love and revile accomplish a lot. So yeah, that's perhaps the biggest reason why we prepare leaves for aquarium use, to get them ready to work on the ecology of the aquarium. Are there variations on this boiling theme? Well, sure, of course. I mean, there are many hobbyists that rinse then steep their leaves in boiling water rather than a prolonged boil for the simple fact that exposure to newly boiled water will accomplish the same potential kill of un, you know unwanted pathogens or organisms, which at the same time does soften the leaves by permeating the outer tissues to some extent. This way, not only will the softened leaves go to work right away, releasing the beneficial tannins and humic substances bound up in their tissues, they should sink, at least theoretically. (laughs) I say theoretically because they don't always. Sometimes I have to boil leaves for a very long time, even though you'd think they would just immediately saturate. And of course, I know a lot of people who simply rinse and drop, and that works for them too. I have even played with other ideas, microwave boiling, some stuff, and... Uh, idea that was forwarded to me a few years ago by Corey Hopkins. It, it does work, and it makes your house smell pretty good, too. The 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 drop and pray thing, or rinse and drop and pray, is not something I really recommend. I can't say I've ever had an issue with it, but boy, I don't like to gamble. You know, this whole leaf and botanical preparation thing is not a perfect science. And I admit I've changed some of my approaches over the years. I'd be foolish not to. Of course, The fundamental idea behind preparation of botanicals hasn't really changed too much, and the underlying rationale hasn't changed either. Leaf preparation or botanical preparation has evolved quite a bit, actually, and many, of course, have developed simple approaches to, like, leaf preparation that work with a pretty high degree of reliability. They do this, they sink, they're happy, everything's great. Now, there are some leaves, like magnolia, for example, which take a little longer to saturate and sink because they have this thick, waxy cuticle layer, and There's others like loquat leaves, for example, which can be really crispy when you get them, 
but when you steep them, they start to soften and break down quickly. There's no 100% guaranteed way to perfectly prep every botanical or leaf the same way every single time. You have to be flexible and adaptable, like so many things we ask you to do in this hobby. So why do we soak after boiling? A lot of people ask me that. Why do you soak, Scott? Well, it's really a personal preference thing. I suppose I could say one that I'm, you know, you can say that I'm excessively conservative. Do you have to? Well, no. However, I feel that it releases any remaining pollutants and undesirable organics that might have been bound up in the leaf tissues released by boiling, which is certainly arguable, but it's also, in my opinion, a valid point. And since we're a company dedicated to giving our customers the best possible outcomes, we recommend being conservative and employing that post-boil soak. The soak could be for half an hour, an hour or two, or even overnight. There's, again, no real science to it. I have done all sorts. Some aquarists would argue that you're you know, wasting all those valuable tannins and humic substances when you soak the leaves overnight after boiling, which I call total bullshit on because my response has always been that you might lose some. But since the leaves have a sort of a lifespan of weeks or even months, and since you'll see tangible results from them, i.e. tinting of the water, for much of this operational lifespan, to the, an overnight soak is no big deal in the grand scheme of things. It just isn't. So don't stress over that, okay? Do what's most comfortable for you and what's okay for your fishes. Now, a lot of people ask me the same thing about, what do I do? What about the water that, that these leaves have steeped in or boiled in? You know, it's just tannin tea and I hear all that kind of stuff. Boy, my argument against that is old and you've probably heard it many times, but it's also not just the tannins, but it's a concentrated tea or brew of those surface pollutants, organics, you know, other volatile organics, things you don't necessarily want in your tank in the first place. It's a concentrate of them. You really want to add that to your tank just to get a little bit of a tint? I mean, no, I wouldn't do it. I'd dump that stuff out in the garden. Now, when it comes to other botanicals like seed pods, the preparation is very similar. Uh, Again, most seed pods have tougher exterior structures and require prolonged boiling and soaking periods to remove not only the surface dirt and contaminants, but to saturate their tissues to get them to sink when submerged. Have you ever tried um, boiling a, a, um, or, or trying to sink, for example, a Sterculia pod or um, sky fruit or one of those types of things that's really thick and dense takes a long time? And quite simply, each botanical item behaves just a bit differently and many will require slight variations on the theme of boil and soak. Some of them are going to test your patience as they may require multiple boils or prolonged soaking in order to get them to saturate and sink. I've had stuff I boiled for two hours and still didn't go down. Yeah, some of those damn things can be a real pain. However, I think the effort is worthwhile. Now, sure, again, I hear tons of arguments which state that, you know, these are natural materials and that nature stuff doesn't get boiled and soaked before it falls in the stream or river and nothing dies. And well, shit, how could I argue with that? Well, the only counter argument that I have is that these, you're talking about open systems, which have far more water volume and throughput than our aquariums, right? And nature might have more efficient, evolved systems to handle some forms of nutrient excesses and even pollution. It's a delicate balance, of course, but I just believe that some steps to prepare botanicals before adding them to our aquariums, it's not only beneficial because it helps cleanse them of some of these pollutants and things, the practice itself creates, I don't know, ritual in our specialty, which in turn helps to create best practices, which can benefit everybody who plays with these types of aquariums. In the end, preparation techniques for botanical materials are as much about prevention as they are about preparation. So to summarize, by taking the time to properly prepare your botanical additions for use in the aquarium, you're doing all you can to exclude unwanted bacteria and microorganisms, surface pollutant, 
you know, excess sugars and other unwelcome compounds from entering your aquarium. You're doing all that. And most important, most important, you're readying your botanical materials to support the ecology of your aquarium. Now, like so many things in our evolving practice of perfecting the botanical method aquarium, developing, testing, and following some basic protocols is never a bad thing. And understanding some of the hows and whys of the process and the reasons for embracing it will hopefully instill into our community the necessity and, quite honestly, the pleasure of going slowly, taking the time, observing, tweaking, and evolving our craft for the benefit of the entire aquarium community. We all have something to contribute here. It's super cool. The practice of botanical method aquariums is still very much open source. We're all still writing the best practices and everybody's invited to contribute. It's part of the fun, isn't it? It is. Well, that's it for now for this little basic uh, revisitation of a botanical prep. I hope you've enjoyed it or maybe it's refreshed your memory on why you're actually sitting there boiling your seed pods. Stay engaged, stay fascinated, stay observant, stay excited, stay involved, and always stay wet. Until next time, this is Scott Fellman from Tannin Aquatics. Thanks for spending part of your day with me, and I look forward to seeing you on the next installment of The Tint.